0: Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco, at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming
1: classes. 1844. Past. a lot to look forward. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by veterans and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on, share some of your tips with the nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you are a corporate leader or entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, first star family, we'd love to have you come on. And just share your story with the misinformation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast apps, and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe, click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on ElectroCast Media and About Face Radio, so keep you tuned in to us and learn about our great guests. All right, welcome to our live Thursday show. Adam Baum, thanks for kicking us off tonight with a rock block and uh, let's take safe travels home. Don't forget your lunchbox and stay hydrated. It's kind of hot out there. Tonight, our guest takes 30 years of his wisdom and experience from law enforcement, corporate, government education, nonprofit, spirituality, endurance athletics, and coaching to allow him to be agile and present in, his, in all his coaching conversations. He'll be a thought provoked, his coaching will be thought provoking and a creative process that inspires you to maximize your personal and professional potential. So without further ado, let's welcome Tim Gallagher to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Timmy Gallagher. Thanks, Rick.
0: Thanks for having me. It's good to be here and with all your listeners.
1: That's well, awesome to have you. Uh, we had a little prolonged intro there, but we got this going, and uh, I'm glad you were able to stay on there. Uh, he's coming at us from the, from the Northeast and uh, not far from where I, I grew up in, in Jersey. He's a South Jersey guy, i was a North Jersey guy, so you know, we don't hold that against him because he's probably an Eagles fan, by some crazy reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, welcome to the show, and thanks for uh, everything you do.
0: Were you Jets or Giants?
1: Giants 100%. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it can't be a Jets fan, either. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're, they're still crying in the beers over in Philly from the Super Bowl.
1: Uh, it, it, I mean, it was rough, that was a rough one right there. Uh, but uh, we were happy actually, obviously, but <laughs> but uh, it, it was a game. I think it was a good game, and I think Philly will run it back this year again. They didn't lose too many people to free agency, and I think they actually stacked up some more. So I think it'll be all right. We, of course, we stayed the course that we usually do, and stayed cheap and kept who we had, and got some new people. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the mix. (laughs) So if you don't mind, give us a little more of your history from as far back as you want to go to, how we got to what we're doing now.
0: Uh, Career law enforcement, as you mentioned. Um, And uh, fast forward to the current career, somebody knocked on my door one day and said they were looking. They were interviewing like a life coaches and things like that. And uh, I knew the guy fairly well. And he said, "Look, I, I I hear what you say. I see what you do. I want what you have. Would you coach me?" And I I wasn't a coach. I never thought of it, but um, I've worked with people. Uh particularly, I got sober in 1993. So through the steps, you know, I've worked with men. And uh, so I had an idea about that. And in the spiritual stuff I've done, I've worked with men. Um, so we got into it, this kind of coaching modality, and it went really well. And his feedback to me after a while was, you need to do this with other people. So uh, talk to some coaches in the business. You know, you go to people out there that are doing it ask them what they're doing, how they got there, ask them if they saw it fit. And I was told, yeah, give it a shot. So I ended up uh, going up to Brown University. They have a coaching certification program, which then led to a ICF, International Coaching Federation certification. Then I ended up in this positive intelligence coaching. And that's when it really took off with my athletic background. And so between the coaching conversations and this idea of being mentally fit, it works. And I was glad to get on your podcast because one of the areas I'm looking to speak to is the vets that are out there, especially those looking for a little mental fitness.
1: Definitely. Um, Every every person listens to the show, whether veteran, uh, a Leo uh, professional, personal mm-hmm. sponsors, and well, anyone really now, the, the world we live in now, everyone needs a little mental health fitness and the mental fitness, mm-hmm. and they're all listening in, and they, everyone needs that little kick sometimes to say, hey, you are all right, it's all right not to be perfect and uh, get yourself moving forward, and I think that's where guys like you come in to give them that little push, and uh, I guess the the positive reinforcement to do better with things in their life, and, and not feel down about everything that they do, and look in the mirror every morning and say, I'm doing well.
0: Yeah. And if I do the coaching well with them, um, it's really them identifying what they have in themselves. It's there, Rich, but um, left thrown devices, and you're going to get this. Um, every stimuli that comes your way, the first part of the brain, basically that it impacts is your limbic system. And the limbic system likes to do one of the five Fs. fight Fight, freeze, feed, and fornicate. Those last two just keep the species going. But fight, fight, and freeze. Nice. Um, and that part of your brain is three to five times stronger, depending on which study we want to refer to, than your call it your thrive brain. So impacts your survive brain. We want to get it over to your thrive brain, and because the survive brain is that much stronger, it makes it that much harder. So you know, when somebody's thinking bad thoughts, they're not bad. It's just part of their brain is giving them that rumination, that internal dialogue. Makes sense?
1: Yeah, it definitely makes sense to me. And I'm sure a lot of listeners don't understand that. Please uh, jump in the comments and ask questions or call the, call the number at 202-813-9379 and we'll get you on here. We'll talk directly to the source so you're not getting third-party typing in here to get get your answers. Uh. I understand that, and a lot of that comes from upbringing, the negativity that you're brought up with in life, that it kind of sits there in your head saying that, so if little Johnny, when he was little, dropped the glass, you're, you're an ex, you're this, you're, you can't do anything right. And that stays with little Johnny until little Johnny's an adult, and they still think the same way, and they get their first professional job, and they are forever looking over their shoulder for someone to yell at them and say, you can't do anything right. And how do you get them to kind of break that kind of, I guess, the stigma that tells them that, break that and come forward?
0: Yeah, you're spot on, Rich. And to capitalize real quick on something you said, so our happiness affect, A-F-F-E-C-T, just like how happy we tend to be, 50% of that is your genetics. So right out of the womb, 50% of how happy you are is just, it's in your genes. The remaining 50%, 25% is habits, and 25% is circumstances. And so you can't do much about the genetics, but your habits and your circumstances, that's where the mindset comes in. But to your point, so if this, the story, I'm doing air quotes, right? If the story has been bad, 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 that goes in what we call your parietal loop. It's like up around here. That's like your computer bag. So the stimulus comes in. Hits your limbic system, checks the other areas of the brain, goes into the parietal lobe. The computer says, hey, well, we've been here before. What's the story? And the story is, yeah, you're bad. So that triggers literally chemicals in your brain, which then affects, you know, brings that mood into your body. And remember, because that pathway is three to five times stronger, this just becomes the toilet bowl. It's just flushing down. Yeah. So to your point, how do we get it from there to the other side? The, the process I talk to folks about is one, uh, be awake. So your brain likes to be on an automatic pilot because it makes things easier. And we both know from our training in the military and law enforcement, we want to train our people as well as possible. So they're not thinking about getting rounds down range and taking cover and concealment. They're trained to do that. Right. So we wanna first off, get you awake. So when you're triggered, realize I'm triggered. Almost look at it like a third person, like stepping outside yourself and like, wow, look at Tim. He is really hijacked right now by this. So once you're awake, then you can be aware, realize what it is, right? So from our world, realize where the enemy's at and be engaging them. So mental fitness, be awake, be aware, we're more than halfway there. Then we move into, now watch this, we move into choice. See, normally if we're in that limbic system, we react. We want to get to the point with training where you respond. But when you really get good at like Jedi, you're at choice. Because when we're at choice, we're in right brain, prefrontal cortex, and that's where your creativity is, your imagination, where you can now write a new story. Remember you were talking about that story of, you know, being the bad boy. And that triggers new chemicals. And now you have a new story in the brain and you can start improving that that pathway, that mental fitness. So to get from that survive to thrive, we do what I call presence exercises. And the neat thing about that is, it's moving out of the brain into the body using your five senses to be present to the moment. And the fMRIs show us from the medical science, if you're present for 10 seconds or longer, you can see the neural pathway over to that thrive part of your brain. So it's the conversation of coaching and the science of mental fitness all wrapped up in one. And it works over time, just like getting physical fitness, you'll get mental fitness.
1: And, and there's no, I mean, we see a lot with the, especially with veterans, when they come out, you're handed bags of pills. Here, take yeah. these, this will make you feel better. I always said no to that because I seen what, I was walking into the hospital, I seen the zombies walking down the hallways. I said, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be that right there. And with the doctor not even looking at me and then prescribing me a suitcase full of pills, I was like, that's not going to help me. It's, I don't even know what these are for one, 2 mm-hmm. I'm not taking them because I don't know what they are. And you're just looking at a piece of paper telling me what I'm going to take. So I believe that there's natural ways to do things. Yes, some people were way off and they need to be brought back mm-hmm. a little bit. But I don't think relying upon the meds is the way. What was your take on that?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Obviously, by doing, I agree with two things you said. One, sometimes the, the pendulum's so far over, you do need that type of intervention. Right. You know? okay. Uh, But if you're not that bad, you can produce a lot of what the the medication would produce with this kind of presence work. I'm curious, not to turn this into a coaching session, but why for you was your choice, I prefer not to do the meds?
1: I did not want to lose control of myself. I wanted to be able to fix myself without having to do that. I wanted to find ways to get the stuff that was in my chest off breathe, and then just drive forward like I was to my whole life.
0: And was that a pattern for you your entire life, or just in that moment?
1: Oh, it's always been to drive straight forward, okay. you know, to try to battle through and go and uh, take assessment of what I've seen and done and learn from it and keep moving forward. And when I came out and I had my, I had so much on my chest from not ever talking about it. Just coming home and just going right back to all right, with my wife and daughter, where everything's cool, uh, nothing's wrong with me, something's wrong with you, because you've changed, not me. So for four deployments, four combat deployments, I kept saying it was them, not me. And then I realized it was me the whole time. So I had to kind of adjust me to make me back into a better person that I was before and kind of keep all my history, but still be be that leader I could be without having to rely upon chemicals, but it was straightforward and lead you know, to the front
0: yeah good for you for doing that it's interesting you brought up a few things I was on a call with a client earlier today and we got talking about problems usually when you come to a coaching conversation you bring a, a topic a problem and um, basically it was a relationship breakdown at work and you know I said when that happens who has the problems Says everybody does and I worked with him to get to the point that when you have a problem you have a problem uh m scott peck wrote a book years ago uh the roadless travel great book old book uh but um he talks about that he learned in medical school how when uh when you have a problem actually you're the one with the problem you know you can't change people you change your behavior towards people and that's what I was them from what you were saying there you realized where the problem really resided and that's where the solution is
1: right it's it's all in the same spot it's like on the football team if the quarterback's throwing interceptions it's not it's not the guy that's missing the ball it's the guy that's throwing it you gotta understand yeah. that i'm throwing the interception I'm throwing the wrong color jersey and i have to start looking at the right person and throw there Well, so i have to fix me before i can say it's your fault
0: yeah and So in regards to fixing me, your brain, again, I had this talk with somebody else today. Um, You know, like somebody was, they said, I was sad. You're not sad, just part of your brain is sad. You know, the other parts there, we got to learn how to access it. So that's where we get into what I call the presence exercises. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, It's all about being in the moment. You know, we tend to regret the past and we're fearful of the future and it's fine to plan and it's fine to learn from the past, but we don't want to stay stuck in those because we're not in the moment, in the now. Um, so one of the things we worked on in the now was for a presence exercise was hearing and going outside and noticing the furthest sound you could hear. the closest sound you could hear then the next furthest sound that was different than the first one next closest that was different and just doing this kind of ping pong of furthest closest furthest closest until it got to the point where the only sound they heard was their own breath and by be just being present to your breath, and let alone if you're breathing well, you're tapping into your vagus nerve system, which is going to settle you down. They were able to move out of all that turmoil to just be there. And then that will show you the fMRIs will activate that thrive brain where you can write that new story, get the cortisols down, get the good endorphins and dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin going. And you can start giving yourself the fitness that you need so you can take care of yourself because again, the the real solution to your problems is you.
1: Definitely is, and uh, and having someone to, to let them un- let people understand that is also that helps a lot to understand that you are the fix to everything that you could do. I'm just a guide. I can guide. I can't. I can't put you back together. You can put you back together. I can just tell you some cool tools and tips to help you out.
0: Yeah, and that's what's neat about what I do. It took me over 50 years, but now I'm figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> and yet, listen, truth be told, there's a lot of what I do that, you know, the shrinks should probably tell me I'm going back in time and try to fix little Timmy by helping <laughs> all these other Timmys, shall we say, but that's okay. That's a way of transforming what we've been through to make it positive. Because here's a deal with pain in particular, and particularly, you know, vets. That have a lot of pain, people that have a lot of pain. If we do not learn to transform our pain, we will most likely transmit our pain.
1: That's pretty deep, right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the simple version is you know hurt people hurt people.
1: Right. They you pushed know? out. Yeah. I mean, you
0: act know, up. everything we're reading in the media. I mean, you know, we're talking about how it is nowadays. I mean before I'm walking into any store, I've got my head on a swivel of what's going on inside and outside. That's where we're at today. But these, these people that are going in with these long guns and shooting schools up and other establishments and killing people, I'm not making excuses for them, but there is some kind of hurt there. There is some kind of pain there that they can't work out. So they're lashing out. So whether it's coaching, whether it's therapy, whether it's working out, whether it's getting on a show like this and talking to folks like you, if we don't learn to transform it, we will most likely transmit it. And that's what we're seeing today.
1: And That was the whole whole premise for this show when it first started was to get veterans on here to release that off their chest, get it off their chest so they'll stay with us a little longer so they'll be able to breathe easier and uh, get all the, all the pain that they went through by being deployed. And the things you see over there, same thing with the law enforcement. You don't know what you're going to walk into when you walk in there on the call. And most times you meet people on the worst day of their lives. That's the time you meet that person. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. So when we had them come on, it was so that they can breathe easier. And we knew they wouldn't become that statistic where they explode, not really acting out on others, but acting out on themselves. A lot of them, because we were going through this 22 a day with suicide. They asked for more help. That's why it's evolved to what we are now to get more help for them so they can listen and uh, put the hearing ears on and understand things, tips and tricks that are coming across. And, And maybe if we reach one, reach one, teach one in every show, we're doing a good thing.
0: Well, you're a natural born coach, by the way, if nobody's told you, because there's a few things you just unpackaged in that. One was there is something to be said about when we name things. We can start taming things you know so you're you're feeling something that let's get it out we got to get through the feelings before we can get to the facts right right? so name it dude you know just put it out there in fact one of the exercises i'll do with clients is so when your limbic system gets paying your we call it the judge says i like it i don't like it it's black it's white it's right it's wrong whatever and then the judge brings in what we call saboteurs. And there's nine basic saboteurs, nine kind of personalities. And you tend to make one your default. And so then the saboteur comes in and like it's like it harumps it, what the judge is doing. And we actually name your saboteurs and name your judge. So now when I have a coaching conversation with somebody, you're like, Yeah, my stickler was really showing up today. Okay, because now you're taking some power over it. You know, it's it's one thing when we're looking for an unknown person running around with a gun. Now we're looking for this person. Here's a description. Here's her name. We can name them. We can start taming them. Right? And the other thing you talked about was now that we've named it and we're talking about it, let's get to the other side of it. But you got to start with a conversation. And it's interesting because we are gregarious by nature as humans and think about it in spite of all the horror that can go on in this world we're a species that when somebody yells help people run towards it
1: yeah. even in this day and age where it's that's it could right. not be a real help call people still right. run to it and uh, wind that's up right. anyone needing help that's again but it, right. like you said people will run to the call and it, they won't hesitate to put themselves on the line
0: yeah and that's important to realize for folks because what that tells us that in the grand scheme, this whole day idea of like, well, is it evil or is it good out there? Evil is the parasite of the good, which means the good is the main body. The good is where we start and the good is where we're going to end up. But left to our own devices. Remember genetics, then you got your habits, your circumstances. If you're not working out your mental fitness, of working on your presence work, using the mind-body connection, you're stuck on default. So everything becomes an adversary. Everything becomes a saber-tooth tiger. The person cuts you off, and you're all jacked up. You know, maybe they just got word at the hospital their mom's dying or something like. God bless you. I hope you get there safe and sound. Yeah. But you know, and 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 you know, we're on social media. Social media like, loves to harumph the negativity. Because it's an easy sell. The headlines sell. Yeah. Gives you the likes. So, kudos Reviled. to you for doing something good, Rich.
1: Thank you. Uh, and social media or even regular, the, I guess, the mainstream media, the talking heads, I call them. So, they're all there to instill, no matter what one you listen to, they're all instilling some kind of fear in you, in into the person watching. And then, like you said, social media, you can't turn it off if you're on there all the time. You're not going to turn it off. And that's a problem with the, a lot of the youth now because... When we were kids, you got bullied in school, you fought at school, and it was over at school. And then you went home and you played with your friends or or you fought with the same person you played with at home. It didn't matter. But you got it over with. Now they can't turn it off. You get bullied in school, it's on their phone, they don't want to put it down so they might miss something. So they're getting bullied the whole time. And that's a whole societal thing that we're going to see with this generation coming now in the future.
0: You're correct. Not only are we seeing it's documented. The CDC now talks about One of the biggest problems we have with our health in America is loneliness. And that's directly attributed. A big part of it is to the younger generations and this whole social media isolationism. COVID didn't help with kids not being in school. Um, So so here we are. And it's going to take us a while to work out of this hole we're in
1: and i think the the covid kids that two two plus years from i know northeast was closed a lot longer than we were down here the kids down here went back to school kind of a hybrid thing for a while but even then you're still missing out on a lot of the social uh growth that these uh, youngsters need to have. and especially i'd say the, the younger kids especially they were sitting at home instead of being in class the kindergarten through four, uh, fourth or fifth grade and then the ones that were supposed to be in middle school and already kind of get maturing and go through those changes we're not in that mode yet. Now they're, they're kind of thrust into it now. So it's it's a weird dynamic to watch. My wife's a teacher, so I get to hear the stories every day. It's it's amazing.
0: Well, God bless her being a teacher, <laughs> especially nowadays. Rich, based on what you're doing with the show, what do you see as the patterns and trends with the vets?
1: With vets, uh, there's a, I think there's two schools of veterans. Uh some of them went into the school, Wounded Warrior Project was preaching from probably 2013 to 16, 17, that all veterans are broken. Mm. They're all broken, and you need, you need to be given stuff. You need to be given uh, trinkets. You need a, a coffee cup. You need a hat. You need a sweatshirt in order for you to feel good. So you got the veterans that think they need to join every veteran organization and need stuff, and then you got veterans that are hard-headed and moving forward and not getting help, and then there's dudes down the middle that say, mm-hmm. hey, I just need a hand up, not a hand out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, I want to start this and that. How do I do it? Oh, we'll give you money. I don't want money. I want you to just give me some lessons. To show me what I need to do in order to get my foot up and run forward. And that's, I think the guys in the middle and the ones with the hard heads are probably doing the best right now. Whereas the ones that are in the, I'm um, the woe is me veteran. They need to, to get their, find their fourth point of contact again, get kicked in it. And move mm-hmm. forward so they can understand that they are all right they're not broken they just need a little tweak here and there and they'll be all right to move forward
0: that that's interesting you mentioned that yeah. i i with another client the other day and we we're talking about his journey in life and how he gets pain this way and that way and we came up with the analogy of three lane highway stay in the center lane put it on cruise control be like diesel be like that Mack truck or that Peterbilt. Just slow and steady will get you there. Because when you get to the right, you hit the rumble strip. You get to the left, you're hitting the center median. So you're on to something with that.
1: Right, we, we both blinked right there. Hopefully, we didn't lose the, the whole feed. But <laughs> it's kind of a weird uh, little thing that just happened there. But yeah, I, I try to, I try to keep everyone everyone positive when I speak to them. And uh. A lot of the dudes and dudettes who are in that, the, the game side where they think they're broken. I worked for an organization that kind of fed off of that. And that's why I don't work there anymore. Cause that's what they did. They fed off the headlines and kind of did stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, I couldn't work there. I, so I got a, I got a, a better offer. and I took it. And now I, I still train soldiers. So I feel a lot better with that. Doing my day job and I come home at night and get to do this and work on me at night. So I see anyone I talk to, I try to, See what, like you said before, identify what the issue is. Identify what the the, the number one thing is that you need fixed, or you think need is wrong with you. Yeah. Now let's talk it through. Let's see. Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's have a cup of tea, whatever, and talk it through. And we'll find a way to get you past that down to your next problem or next solution and be successful.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting you mentioned that because in coaching, if we're doing it right, we view the client as creative, resourceful, and whole. So this whole racket of I'm broke and I can't be fixed. Stop that. The, 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 you know, we'll work it out. We'll get there. We'll we'll make incremental gains. You know. And I have a lot of clients that they're they're getting coaching from me and they're they're seeing a therapist in parallel, which is great, you know, because therapy looks at where you're at and how you got here. Coaching looks at where you're at and where you want to go. So it works fine together. But I really like how you're talking about creating this shift of you're not broke, just we've got some stuff to work on and we can get you there.
1: My brother has chimed in. The key word we both keep saying is you need to talk. So that he's spot on. Thanks, Steve, for jumping in. It'll be Steve's birthday on Sunday, so everyone wish him a happy birthday Sunday. Uh, He's uh, 21 again the many, many time. He said, if no one is talking, no one knows there is a problem. And sometimes that's the biggest problem. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what we don't know. We're not. I always tell people, I'm not crescent. I can't, I can't read your mind and see what's going on. And you got to talk to yeah. me. I can see signs. I don't know what they mean, though, sometimes. So yeah. Please talk to me.
0: Yeah, the quiet ones are the ones you got to worry about. You know, a, a quick little tip on being coach-like with people. There, there tend to be three levels of conversations that people have. One level is I talk about my topic and you talk about your topic. And a lot of us do that. I'll talk about the Eagles. You'll talk about the Giants. And then the second kind of conversation is we talk about the same topic. You know, how about them cowboys? (laughs) The, The third topic would be I stay very curious to your relationship to your topic. Make it all about listening to you and your topic and just keep going deeper and deeper with the questions, opening the questions and just to to your brothers. point, just talk, get it out. Let's name it. Let's tame it. And what I would offer then is to get them in that moment to help their brain shift. And it just happens whether you realize you're doing it or not. Be in that present moment. I mean, this is where the idea of meditation and artwork, you've seen people working with um, animals, you know, rescue dogs and things like that. Anything to just get you in that kind of touching, tasting, smelling, hearing, vision, tactile, because it shifts you from here into here. And all you need is like 10 seconds or longer and the brain starts going there.
1: Definitely. And I love that you brought the listening portion there So for about a year I my, might- my whiteboard in my office had the letters LTHNTS on the, on there. Listen to hear, not to speak. And because there's a lot of one-upsmanship that goes on, and I just get tired of such LTH LTHNTS forever. and they, they never realized what it was. And they finally asked us, so listen to hear, not to speak. This is to all of you. So, and then I would just walk out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, similar, I've used, and you've probably heard this, the uh, acronym WAIT. Why am I talking?
1: Yeah, nice. No, I' put that on my board this time good
0: yeah. <laughs> If you really here, here's one for, for us and your listeners just do a day of only speak when you know you can really add something to the conversation that's useful not not rumor mill stuff and not just what well, just real valuable, you're not going to have a whole lot to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might listen a lot, though. You might learn a lot. You might learn a lot, that, which would be great and uh, help a lot of things go straight and be a lot better. So, I mean, that's a great thing there. I like that. Why am I talking? I, left, I have to write that one down, and I'll put that on my board tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and I'll give you one more, and it's from, might be from St. Benedict uh, or St. Augustine. But listen with the ear of the heart. nice yeah just that kind of deep empathetic listening i i did a retreat a few months ago i did two weeks uh first week in a monastery the second week up in the mountains in a hermitage and uh it was a cistercian a trappist monastery you don't talk these guys you want to talk about listen with the ear of the heart they do two things they work and they pray Sometimes they mix it up, they pray, and then they work. <laughs> <laughs> but when you could talk to them. You could set up some sessions, and they weren't afraid to talk when they did. But that type of a contemplative, open, even, shall we say, vulnerable stance, guys are like Jedis, just <laughs> on a whole, whole new level. And they, they had a perfect setup. I mean, they're on this beautiful piece of land, where they just do the work you know it's they're making honey and fruit cakes and things and they live there that's it they will live there and die there and not all of us can live that way you and i can't but man there's something to said about so there's one you know for folks uh especially for the vets if you haven't done a retreat think about a retreat and think about a silent retreat just shut it down for a week or a weekend or a day
1: might have to start small and go with a day, <laughs> yeah. and then go to a weekend, and then maybe do Aaron Rodgers and go in a dark room for whatever amount of time. Time he did it came out wanted to go to the Jets for some reason. So.
0: Aaron,
1: <laughs> I've seen on your profile people compare you to the Dalai Lama, Jocko Willing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wim Hof, yeah. and Robert Kennedy. I mean that's, that's a big mixture right there. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Uh, how did that, I mean, did that surprise you when they said that to you?
0: Yeah. It's this one guy in particular who's a big social media guy. He threw that <laughs> at me. Um, Wim Hof, because I, I do all the intermittent hypoxia, I do the cold water showers and all that kind of stuff, which has a lot of uh, efficacious effects for our body. So it's good stuff. Um, the Jocko stuff, because uh, I believe in extreme ownership. In fact, uh, my high school buddy told me to read Jocko's book. He's like, some guy wrote your book. <laughs> and um, I read it. It was great. I've never met Jocko. And you don't know who I am, but we're two peas of a pod. I mean, I wasn't a seal or anything like that. But, you know, I was a trooper. You know, I did, did my tours. Um Dalai Lama, because of the spiritual stuff. Um, very much into the spirituality of things and religion. Um, But I went through a rites of passage in 2006, five-day rites of passage. And that ended up being a year and a half of what we call the journey of elimination. Um, Where I learned the core messages that every man in particular needs to learn. Um, And Kennedy, because I've, I have worked in government and, um, my dad and my uncle, his twin both died. So I sort of had these great figures in my life that died and I was sort of the last man standing. So, but maybe it's time to update that, you know, maybe I'll just say I was on the Misfit Nation. and
1: there you go. Put it on, And became a Giants fan all on the same night. <laughs> <laughs> you broke me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the Evolute uh, performance coaching, uh, Talk about that a little
0: bit. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so the coaching kept taking off and with Brown University and then uh, positive intelligence and the ICF cert. Uh, I had to take clients to get my ICF cert. So I developed the company. But what's neat about the, the title Evolute, because I had never heard of it, was with another friend who was coming up with a name and a marketing strategy and all that. And he knows me well. And he's like, you know, when you get going and work with people... You're like a lightning bolt. You either blow them out of the room, or you juice them right off. Um, sort of like Guinness beer. It's an <laughs> acquired taste, you know. <laughs> and um, he's like, it's it's like it's transformational. It's like, yeah, he goes. It's like an evolute. I'm like, what the heck is an evolute? So evolute is a ge- geometric term that the center of any shape is its evolute. So wherever you're at in your journey, whatever shape that journey looks like, I'll meet you in the center. Nice, And then we'll work from there. And that fits in well with what we were talking about, about staying in the center.
1: Definitely. That's perfect. That's a great name, a great marketing strategy there. I like it.
0: (laughs) Actually, the, 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 the icon, if you turn it sideways, it makes an E. And Evolute spelt with two small E's on the front and back. And that's because we both got to keep our egos small.
1: Pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. Stuff keeps blinking here for some reason, but I got you. It's good. <laughs> I was trying to see the icon. <laughs> but, uh, if you can, we've talked about a lot of tips and tricks between the two of us for the audience. I'll let you give three tips to help someone, Identify that they do have a problem and then ways to get out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, your body's going to give you the first um, clue. If you're feeling hijacked, you know, and I'm not just talking. Let let me back up. If you put your hand on a hot stove, your body's going to pull your hand back. That's a normal reaction. It's saying don't do that. That's going to hurt you. But what we tend to do with a lot of stuff in our life is we keep our hand on the hot stove. So if you have things in your life that you realize it's your hand on that hot stove, you should be pulling it off, but you keep putting your hand back on the hot stove. Stop it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely stop. Yes.
0: (laughs) More importantly, that's something to look at. That's where a coach or a true good friend or a priest or a rabbi or you know, somebody you can talk to, like, man, I keep doing this and I need to stop it. So that. So that's, if we went into Joe Campbell and things like the hero's journey, that's the knock at the door. of Hello, the clue phone is ringing, you need to pick it up. So it's be uh, awake and aware of your hand on the hot stove. And then when you see it, we mentioned it earlier, name it, give it a name so you can start taming it. And then the third thing would be, when you take out the emotion and get to the facts, what did you really learn about your part and what was happening? And what you're going to see is you've met the problem. It's probably in the mirror.
1: Right, definitely. it's, it's always in the mirror. But you got to see what you're looking at. So, yeah. I wrote a poem. I wrote a blog a long time ago before I was cool and stuff about the mirror. Sometimes <laughs> we look in the mirror, we only see what we want to see in there. See the cool you from high school, or the cool you from whatever period in your life when you were cool, but not who you are today. You don't see who you are. You kind of look back and it, it takes a picture. If you look at that picture and say, Dang, what happened to me? To find out what's going on,
0: yeah. And you're, you're I've mentioned the saboteurs, your saboteurs want to convince you of their lie. The sage has you know, your right brain and your prefrontal cortex has a different perspective. It says, look, out of every circumstance or outcome is a gift or opportunity. You know, because here's the thing, if you don't believe that, you're probably right. <laughs> you follow me?
1: Yes, yeah. I got. You.
0: <laughs> and if you do believe that, you're probably right. Rich, we get it the way we want it. We 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 really do. You really do. Both become a self fulfilling prophecy.
1: Right. Definitely. And my brother chimed in about the, the hot stove. stuff. He said he's said he been doing that forever. Oh, that's hot. Let me do it again. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> <In the movie. laughs> so he, he understands fully. So, uh, Tim, when, what's the best place to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah. Thanks. Rich. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, Timmy Gallagher on LinkedIn or Evelyn performance on LinkedIn. And there's a website at evoluteperformance.com but linkedin's you know it's right there and sending a message or sending an email through uh the uh evoluteperformance.com
1: and i got the website going across the bottom don't I? It? cool be easy to find the evolute performance on linkedin there's probably not too many of that on there so that'd probably be pretty easy to find it would be awesome so tim thanks for uh, taking some of your time tonight to hang out with us and uh hopefully you do uh, Get to move away from the cold air and come down here to the <laughs> south and hang out sometime. And if you do get down here, uh, we'll link up together and we'll, we'll have a coffee or whatever you want to do. We'll see some see some cool things down here.
0: Absolutely, bro. I appreciate you. Appreciate your brother. Happy birthday to him! And thank you to everybody that was uh, on your show
1: tonight. Awesome, thank you. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com it's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great misfit nation gear as always be humble stay hungry and keep hustling because we are